What is his number one? What is it, Daryl? It's not Lois and Clark, is it? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Dean Kane, man. Why not? What's up, Story Geeks? It's Jay. We here at the Story Geeks love to love geek stories, but sometimes we also love to hate them. That's right. We have opinions just like everybody else, and we want to share them. That's what we're doing today. The Story Geeks are going to hash it out. Yes, and we would love for you to join in our conversation. I'm Daryl, and we want to hear your thoughts. So hash it out with us. The first step is making sure you're subscribed. So subscribe on our blog, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube. And be sure to leave us a comment and connect with us on social media. And as always, The Story Geeks is produced by the Reclamation Society. Absolutely. Another way to support us is to write a review on iTunes. And we will be rereading iTunes reviews at the end of some of our shows. Not today. Um, I need to do that again, by the way. I haven't done that in a while. (laughs) (laughs) We have them. I just haven't had time to uh, go grab them and check them out. Um, In the meantime, I do want to introduce our guest today. So what are we talking about? Special guest. Before we do that, but what are we talking about today? Okay, so today we're going to talk about something that I think a few people have thrown out as an idea for us to talk about in some way or another. But we spend a lot of time talking about movies, which, of course, is fantastic. We love movies. Movies are great. But movies are not the only geek thing out there. So today we're turning our attention to TV shows. Yes. And we're going to go through our top 10 geek TV shows of all time. Live action only. Live action only. No animation. We'll do animation later. We'll do another animation one. Because I had in my list, I had... Animation. I know. I ruined it for and you. And then I Sorry. had to go back and change it. No, yeah. Live action only for this. And then, you know, as usual, our criteria for geek is sci-fi, fantasy, and comic book stories. That's right. But like we always say, if you can make a good argument for it, we'll consider it geek. That's right. And then the only other caveat for this is we said it has to have been a series or miniseries that aired on television or streamed on a streaming service. Yeah. So, like, no TV movies. Oh, sure, sure. No sure. serialized movies that were released in the theaters or things like that. Ah, uh, that's a good caveat. Uh, we do have a special guest. We do. Who's our special guest? Our special guest is our very own Freddie Chambers. Say hello, hello Freddie. That's right. How's it going? So you've heard us talk a lot about Freddie, and you've heard his voice a little bit from out in the ether on some of our podcasts. Our background. That's yeah. right. But Freddie is a very important part of the Story Geeks team. Freddie is, I don't know, we, you don't have an official title. Are you the tech guy? I call him the, the sound guy. engineer. The sound engineer. That's okay. right. I prefer producer. That's producer. Yeah. <laughs> producer. Producer works too. Um, it's only one of me. I mean, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Freddie. Well, I am a current attractions cast member at Disneyland working Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage and the Astro Orbiter. Um, Besides that, producing this podcast and uh, just being a geek and storyteller. All around geek and storyteller. I like it. I dig it. Um, Also, just a quick uh, plug for our Patreon account. Um, On the Patreon account, we're actually going to do a special uh, podcast audio segment where each of us are going to share our top three individual seasons of television. Yes. And that's important because I actually have a show that does not make my top 10 that makes my favorite season. Intriguing. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Anyways, let's jump into uh, our podcast today. 
We're going to start in, actually, with our number 10s. We're not going to start with honorable, honorable yeah. mentions. We'll so hit we'll honorable mentions later. So we'll go through and each throw out each number as we go. Exactly. So you're going to do honorable, honorable... I can't say that word. <laughs> you're going to do honorable mentions later? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll do honorable mentions before we reveal like our top three. Okay. So starting at number 10, Freddie, what is your number 10 geek television show? The Man in the High Castle from Amazon Studios. Nice. Ah, very nice. I, I love the aspect of this historical fiction and looking at a different, you know, looking at our world from a different point of view or a different time period, but, you know, changing things in just a slight way and seeing how it plays out. Yeah. Um, and kind of the interesting drama that comes from that and um, kind of the clash of ideals and, like, you know, putting yourself in these different situations and in these different worlds is always something interesting to do when you're watching these shows. Yeah. Um, especially when they do build compelling worlds. Um, and I would definitely say The Man in the High Castle is one of those. Yeah, and it's a yeah. well-done show, too. Yes. Absolutely. You know, Amazon's throwing more and more money, and we'll maybe eventually get that Lord of the Rings TV show. <laughs> I hope so. I'm hoping for I it. I hope so. Daryl, what's yours? Well, this I just want to point out, this is fun, because, Freddie, how old are you? Uh, I am 20. 20. So, I guess I, I'm fine with saying this. Freddie's less than half my age, <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. barely more than half your age. Yes. So it's that's true. We're gonna get some different generational perspectives here, which is cool. Which is very yeah. cool. Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. My number ten. This is why I was so careful to point out earlier that if you can make a good argument for it, it's oh, a key so <laughs> property. Have, so you have one on there. This is a little, I, I questioned it, but I think there are definitely elements that allow it to qualify. And it's a show that I love to death. Okay. So it's alias. Ooh. Eh, it's a little science fictiony. I mean, it's like James Bond. Do you consider James Bond science fiction? No, it's not like James Bond. It's like Indiana Jones more. I mean, yes, it's got spies and stuff like that, so it's like James Bond. But it has these ancient artifacts that have these, like, supernatural abilities. Oh, yeah. yeah like the counts. Eye of Rimbaldi and stuff why would like that, be that. A, why would that be on the fence? I, I guess it's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Works for me. There are some shows that I'm like, that's not a geek show. But that, I, I think if you've got, like... But that was a killer show. I mean, that was J.J. Abrams' first mm. action-based TV show. Yeah. Before that, he did Felicity, mm. mm-hmm. which was also a great show, but... I but didn't watch Alias was just so or good. Alias. I looked forward to it every day. Huh. Every day, every week. <laughs> it wasn't a daily show. <laughs> My number 10 is Travelers. Uh, have you watched Travelers? I have watched I've heard Travelers. of Travelers. I haven't watched it. It's an interesting show. It's it's um I had a real struggle coming up with my bottom 5 in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Just because I love the shows in my top 5. Like love them. But the shows in my bottom five, I'm like, I'm I'm stretching for for really great shows. Yeah, this is a very good show, but it's not any. No one, very few people will have it in their top five. There's a but ton of sci-fi shows out there right now that I would like to check out, but there's just so much. Yeah, there's exactly. too many. Exactly. Um, so it, it's it's nice. It's a good show. It's better than some of the lot of the other time travel shows that you catch out there. Where what's it on? I watch it on Netflix. Okay. But I believe, I'm not sure it's even continuing anymore. I think it is continuing, though. I, I think they just know. came out with a new one. Continuum is not. That one got canceled. I remember Continuum. I uh, saw a few episodes of And that. it was not as good. I watched Continuum, didn't get caught up in it, but Travelers, I did, and it's good. I watched Continuum mostly because its star was one of the cast members from Alias. There you go. Yep. Tie it in. 
Freddie, what's your number nine? Number nine, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, the new one. Yes. Uh, so I don't throw any spoilers out though, because I want to dive into it. I haven't yet. I oh. highly suggest it. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to watch like the Next Generation stuff like that. I have watched the original series, and yeah. for me, the original series is like you have those certain episodes that are great, and then you have a couple that are just not as good. That are just sixties television. They just, yes, they don't just <laughs> they don't last as well. Yeah. Um, but with Star Trek Discovery, I feel like it encompasses a lot of Trek fandom or a lot of what Trek aspires to be. Um, and brings it up to modern television. It brings some of the visuals and some of the storytelling points that you get from the movies and brings them to your small screen. So here's the question I have for you guys. Back in the day, Star Trek was very episodic. Mm-hmm. Every episode was a new planet. They didn't. They had didn't have a lot of through lines. Yeah. Even in the next generation, there were some through lines, but not a lot, right? Yeah. And I've never been a fan of episodic television. Yeah, me neither. I'm way more into serialized. Totally. I want a story. Which Discovery is, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I was I've seen. Ask that. Yeah. yeah I've see, seen like three of the episodes, and those three at least were very serialized. Yeah, Discovery actually is very like. There's not that many episodes, and it's trying to cover such a vast story. That it does end up like feeling like just a continual plot. That's, yeah, but at the same time, yeah, there's great. a few episodes <laughs> yeah. there that do break. You know, there's there's an episode halfway through that does break the mold a little bit and just sure. kind of like you know, let's just have some fun. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to have that with Star Trek. You can't always be a little bit depressing <laughs> yeah, really. or you know, get, you know, get a little bit negative. And you know, I will say with Star Trek Discovery is it's a lot heavier on the war aspect yeah. between the fed, the now, that's good. Klingons, which I like. Yeah. I wish that had been like Star Trek Into Darkness or something like that, or even Beyond, where it had focused in on some sort of focused in on that conflict. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's never something that's really in Star Trek as much is you have it a little bit in the background, but it's more of a Cold War allegory that's always been through sure. where it's more on the fringe and it sometimes seeps in. And sometimes you have, you know, something else that's going to be your adversary that the Federation or, you know, the Klingons have to face. But at the same time, you don't really get that clash. Yeah. Now, yeah. speaking of that, you told me, I think, that the Roddenberry estate removed their yeah. contingency on there being conflict between characters on the ship. Yeah. So there used to be something in place prohibiting stories from telling <laughs> that was a horrible sentence there used to be something in place prohibiting the, the storytellers from telling stories about interpersonal conflict between the crew members ah but that doesn't exist anymore no they removed it yeah that's see that's Good. a big sign that they're moving in the right direction with the compelling yeah. storylines that they're in there yeah i'm glad you threw i'm glad star trek popped up on this list because it's not, it's not going to pop up for me <laughs> because oh I, I mean, I have an affinity for the older stuff, for sure, but I love the new movies. Yeah. And I really liked the first few episodes of Discovery, and I really want to watch the rest of it. I just haven't gotten there yet, so I'm guessing if we did this again later, that might actually come up on my yeah, list. Yeah, I highly but. suggest you get into it, because it does give you everything you want from a Star Trek show. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All right, I'm going to speed us up a little bit through the bottom five, just because we've got so many things to cover. Daryl, what's your nine? Or number nine? My number nine is one of the biggest points of nostalgia in my entire life. Can I guess it? Sure. Batman. Batman. Yes. <laughs> the 66 series. Yep. Yeah, shark repellent Batman. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever watch the, the 60? No. Oh, man. Boom, it's, I mean, it's cheesy as heck, but <laughs> when I was a kid, before Tim Burton's movie came out, yeah. that was... I mean, I had the comics. I read the comics, sure, so I sure. had a deeper version of Batman. But on television, that was the best thing we'd gotten 
Except for animation. No, I I used to watch it all the time. I mean, it was it was Batman. What are you gonna do? It was mm-hmm. it. If you if you were a kid today, if you were Freddy and you watched the '66 episode, you'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it is great. It is crazy. My number nine is actually a new show. Um, I think it's really well done. I don't love this show. Is sometimes it's difficult to watch, honestly. But Jessica Jones, the, the ah. Netflix uh, Marvel series, Jessica Jones. Um, few things prevent it from being my favorite because it is a little joyless at times. It kind of wallows in its own. Um, you know, some shows, they showcase what the result of uh, inappropriate behavior or what I would call sin is. And then some shows don't. Season two for Jessica Jones did that really well. Mm-hmm. Season one, I don't think did it very well. It's kind of like, we should all just live like this. It's like, no, we should not live like this. <laughs> I know we do because we, we, by definition, can't live up to our own standards. But we should strive to at least and seek forgiveness when we don't. So anyways, that was my number nine. Uh, Freddie, what is your number eight? The Fringe. The so, Fringe or yes. just Fringe? <laughs> fringe. <yeah. laughs> Still, J.J. Abrams, The Fringe or Fringe. Mine is also fringe at number eight. Ah, there we go. Now, now, if you're if you're if you're like me, uh, you don't have it at number eight, do you? No, I don't have it at number eight. Okay, so if you're like me, oh, so then we'll save some of this conversation for later. But <laughs> would you agree that the earlier seasons of Fringe are far superior to the later seasons? I would agree, mostly because it feels like it's a little bit more focused, and then at the end, it's kind of like we got to wrap things up. Exactly, like, exactly. That's kind of how I felt. Far about it too. superior is unfair. Maybe far superior is unfair, but, it but does they're one, definitely better in the beginning. Mildly yeah. superior. Yeah, yeah, when you finish it and you have it all together, it does feel like this one whole story. And, you know, you can have a little bit of the third act might not work for me, but, you know, yeah. it's still, it, it has this whole cohesive plot, but it still has those episodes that are, like, just random. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> let's dive in. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty great. It's a great oh, show. Man. Well, it sounds like we're going to talk about that one a little bit more. So, yeah, Daryl, what's your number again. eight? <laughs> My number eight? Is The Walking Dead. Ooh. So, I mean, The Walking Dead used to be the greatest thing on television as far as a lot of people are concerned. (laughs) Not so much anymore. It's taken a lot of (laughs) flack ever since (laughs) Negan came in. But I think it's still really great. Does it make your list? It does not make my list. I, I, I know started it watching your... it recently, but I have not gotten too deep into it. It so. would have made my list through season four. Yeah. And then I started watching. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing again. Oh, I'm, de- I'm super depressed after every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I stopped watching it. So I, as soon as I saw the opening of season, what is it, seven? Not the current one, but the one before this. Which is the most tragic opening of the a show. The most brutal death yeah. ever on television. Yes. I'm like, I'm out. I'm just out. You know, I'm so tired of this. The description of how it's gone is it's similar to me. It sounds similar to Lost, except it's, you know, Lost is less depressing. But still, it's <laughs> like that. It, well, it's still that your, your show is like slowly on a constant decline. Okay, so know, from a storytelling standpoint, here's the thing. Because it doesn't sound like it's on any of our lists. So I'll spend a little more time here. From a storytelling standpoint, stories... You hope that stories address something new in each subsequent season. Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, the kind of storytelling that you and I like, where it's like just a long, drawn-out story, gets to be really hard. I would actually argue that Lost treated its characters appropriately Mm -hmm. through that entire journey. 
they had to make shifts and changes along the way. What I feel like with The Walking Dead is that it just keeps throwing its characters back into the same scenario <laughs> with different uh, antagonists and then just rehashes it every single time. And so from a storytelling sta- standpoint, I want to see something new. I want to see something yeah. that move towards a different theme, but they don't. They just keep rehashing the same. And it, get, and it just... What instead what they did was they made it more and more and more gory and more and more and more heart wrenching and I'm like you're still so depressing. Well, a couple <laughs> things for that. So one, I mean, you're right. I don't disagree that they rehash stuff. Um, so for me, the reason I love it is I've I love the characters. Yeah. So I'm okay with watching some similar situations over and over again. Yeah. The gory thing, it's not like the TV show just decided let's do something horrific, like. That was an iconic moment in the comic. Oh, the one of the, the, Walking the show Dead. that I was yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah. And if they had never gone there, if they had never gotten to it, it would have been a big letdown because yeah. that's just a huge point that they had to get to. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah. now there's another one coming too. But Yeah. I might have to get back into it at some point in time just to kind of finish it out and see how it goes. But I mean, based on what you're gripes are with it i don't think it's worth you doing that because because <laughs> that hasn't changed i mean it's this it's the same thing like rick rick grimes is he gets real real dark for yeah. a couple years and then he's like oh what have i been doing and then he gets real hopeful <laughs> and then something horrible happens and he gets real real dark for a couple of years and he's like what have i been doing and he gets yeah. real hopeful yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. i just love the characters so much there's a moment in in season seven which is the season that you didn't want to watch yeah and it's so the first half of season seven is is a gigantic downer. It's super depressing. Okay. It's basically look how badly Negan can hurt our heroes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But at the end of the first half of season seven, they all come back together. Oh. And just that moment, that re- reunion is one of my favorite moments on television ever. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. It's so, it's awesome. It's really good. Freddie, what's your number seven? Uh, number seven, Daredevil. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, it's really gritty, a little bit dark for the cinematic universe, but um, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it still gives you like an aspect of Marvel that isn't normally shown on the big screen. Um, and I never watched the, uh, the, the terrible previous movie, but uh, from what I've heard, it's like, maybe I should not do that. Yeah. But um, just like, that. it's just really, it's probably one of the best um, like series that, that involves superhero on TV, su- superheroes on TV that there is. It does such a um, good job at encompassing a character mm-hmm. and then taking them through a journey throughout mm-hmm. the entire show. Um, also, I would say that um, Daredevil has some of the greatest villains there in that show, at least on TV. It's oh, just really yeah. just yeah. Man. the Kingpin. Kingpin such a great is villain. like everybody wants him to come back and do like. I guess Spider-Man 2, like, or whatever the next Homecoming <laughs> is, just have him come in to New that York. Would be just cool. wreck it. That would be awesome. He that could totally awesome. do it, too. Oh. Um, that one's going to come up for me again, for sure, so I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it later. So what's yeah. your number seven, Daryl? My number seven is another giant point of nostalgia for me. It's the original Battlestar Galactica. Ooh. Oh. Of which from you like the 79. Battlestar Galactica ship better than the new one. We learned that on I our do. top 10. Yes, I prefer the old Battlestar to the new one, but yeah. I love them both. Our top 10 spaceships we did. Yeah. Uh, I loved that show as a series. I would say that when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I loved that show more than I loved Star Wars. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. Which is why, like, the Battlestar Galactica ships are higher on my top 10 spaceship list than the Star Wars ships are. That's right. cool. What about the older series? Because I've seen the new series. I haven't really seen the old series. What about the old series was compelling? I had the same thing, really. I mean, the new series recaptured it very well. But just this idea of, of a really a family of characters. They're not, some of them are related, but they're like a big extended family trying to survive out there in space hmm. after Earth is destroyed. It's the same thing. It's the same story, but they just... They really treat each other like family, similar yeah. to Star Wars, I think. Yeah. No way. Well, what's interesting is I think, I'm not sure about this, but I'm pretty sure like Battlestar Galactica, when it first started, was almost an answer to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, like Because it came TV, out right, just, right yeah. at that time. Yeah, it was like, here's our response from TV, because yeah. you have this in the movies. And it, you know, with movies and having so few of them, and it's like, takes so long for the second one and the third one to come out. When you have TV and it has such a high budget, yeah. or... It just really has great storytelling. Yeah. It's like that's a fantastic alternative when you need just something to continue, you know, onwards. Yeah. Because you can get so many more hours of TV than you can with a movie. Yeah. And it feels very Star Wars-ish, yeah. especially the space shots when they show all the ships, the fleet. All those models, like man. All yeah. those models. The Battlestar looks like it could be a Star Wars ship. Mm-hmm. I can see the similar gritty design to yeah. it. And it's part of that, that aspect in the universe of it being, you know, this isn't the newest ship. This right. is like almost retired. Almost My retired. number seven could be argued that it is not a geek show. Ooh. And oh it's, be, it's because it does lend itself towards horror. Is it more. Jaws the series? <laughs> 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 no, maybe it should be. No, it's, uh, it's the show uh, Penny Dreadful. So well, yeah, that's a geek show. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, it's a. It's definitely leaning towards horror. Um, it was. I'll say this: I really enjoyed the first season and kind of where the first season was going. The second season kind of lost its way a bit, and the third season looked like it was going to press in, introduce new characters, and then got canceled. But they they said they they were notified they were going to be canceled, so they did wrap it up. And they wrapped it up in alignment with where the first season was going with it, which the second season veered away from. So it was very all over the place. Um, and that that actually was really frustrating. It was really frustrating to watch the end of the second season and watch the beginning of the third season and realize you only had like two shows left and they had to wrap it all up. Yeah. That was really, really frustrating. But in the end, I was almost shocked at how they handled it. And they handled it really well. They handled it incredibly redemptive. Um, which they, I thought they were going to go away from. I thought they were actually just going to deny the existence of uh, any sort of Christian spirituality in favor of a cult. Mm. Um, but they did not do that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I wish if that had been their their kind of like their final push, I wish we had had like five seasons. Then it would have been amazing. It would have been a really good show. But the acting quality was top notch in that show too. So really enjoyed Penny Dreadful. It is a very intense show. Not for children <laughs> whatsoever, and it will scare the shit out of you. <laughs> That's because one of those shows where I sit back and I'm like, okay, I can't wait for this show to end because I'm not interested in it. Yeah. I don't want to watch it, <laughs> but I really like Josh Hartnett, and I want him to stop making it so that he can go make other oh, things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty good in it, too, although he gets a, his character is a little bit odd at parts. But All right, number six. Freddie, what's your number six? The Expanse on sci-fi. Oh. So 
it's kind of like you took Game of Thrones or the idea of Game of Thrones and you just put it in space and then you <laughs> added the physics and kind of, even though maybe it's not up front, but it's in the background of like The Martian or something like that, where it's like incredibly uh, realistic in its motion and how its physics work on people and stuff like that. Um, but you're also adding this whole drama and all this politics and a building war, which is now all out in season three, I believe, is what we're in. Yeah. Um, but it's just an incredibly well done show um, and kind of almost a successor to what Battlestar Galactica was, or the reboot of that. No way. Um, so if you're not on it, get on it now because it's, it's <laughs> still going. The other interesting thing is it it is based off of a series of books, but um, the showrunners are, I believe the showrunners are the same people who wrote those books. Hmm. Really? So it's, you know, True to their, the, their the whole idea of what they wanted, the spirit of the books is in this show and having it in that long format, they're able to do that. It also does have definitely a good VFX budget. That's it's cool. not like Battlestar Galactica where it's like you'll see the same exact shot multiple times because they just don't <laughs> have the budget. <laughs> yeah. Things happen. Though. All right, that's a good recommendation. I'll check that out. Yeah. I always I only watch Netflix, so I have to like... yeah. Figure that part of it out, but I use my grandparents' uh, Cox subscription. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> that works too. Daryl, everything on TV for free. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, what's your number six? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I knew that was going to come up sometime. I'm kind of surprised it didn't come up higher, but when I really looked at things, I'm like, no, it's at six. We're in talks to. Um, we're in. I'm in preliminary talks with another podcast that is a Joss Whedon. Uh, like they all love Joss Whedon, and they're like, "What should we talk about?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't really like Josh Whedon, but my co-host loves him, so you might be invited you like on him there. so much you can't even say his name right." Josh. Josh. Joss. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to say that. I just always. I always add the extra flavor. You to always it. say Josh. I try to say Joss, but I the way I sl- say it, I slur it. So yeah, it sounds like Josh. I mean, Buffy was fan. I mean, Buffy introduced us to Joss, yeah, and showed us how good he is with ensemble casts, how good he is at developing characters over multiple seasons of television. And I just, I mean, I was I was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan before we had DVRs. <laughs> oh yeah. So like, I would have my VCR. I would buy blank tapes so that I could record. Buffy <laughs> and Angel when they, when they aired. Yeah. And I would like program the VCR. I actually knew how to do that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had like a, like a collection of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I had like full seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on video. Really? And I would go back and watch them. That's hilarious. So I, I was, loved that show. When I was about, I want to say I was about 15 or 16, um, uh, I was interested in this girl who loved that show. And I started watching the show. And then after I realized that she was not interested in me and just <laughs> interested in talking to me about that show, <laughs> I was like, this show's stupid. Why am I watching this show? And I stopped watching it. <laughs> it seemed like it was all right. People love that show, though. I love mm-hmm. that show. I know Tim Posada loves that show. Yeah, he does. Uh, my number six. Have you seen even seen that show, by the way, Freddie? No, I have not. Yeah. Not yet. Well... I don't know. It's a throwback. See, that's that's it's that's like that's, what oh, late nineties. There's mid, a minor nineties throwback. It now is it is. It's, You're there, a that's a minor. You know. <laughs> no, that's, we are we are we're old. That's that's my problem with X Files. Is I'm like, 
It's a little bit. It's a little bit out there. Yeah. And, and they just, that's, well, the that's truth is out there. there. Yeah. And they tried <laughs> wow. to. They tried to. I, <laughs> I guess, had to do that. I guess they tried to bring X Files back recently, and I like watched a little bit of that, and I'm like, and then it's just not as good storytelling, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, sorry, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I never got that. Fr- much Fringe is better. Either. I'm sorry, bye. Yeah. Exactly. Fringe is better. I agree with that too. My number six is Lost. Uh, I know that Lost, the ending of Lost, polarized people, but I'll tell you I don't why. Get that? That was a great finale, in my opinion. So here's what I've broken it down to: If you wanted questions answered, <laughs> yeah, it then it's not for you. <laughs> it was yeah, like it was not. the worst ending to nope. a television series. But if you wanted the characters to complete their arcs in a satisfying way, yeah. then you were satisfied with the show. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I've broken up. When I talk to people, I'm like, why don't you like it? And they're like, we had all these questions. And I'm like, okay. And if you talk to people, they're like, I loved it. And you're like, why? And they're like, oh, there's the characters. It was great. And it's like, yeah. all right, that's what it is. That's the divide right there is that like, if you wanted these questions answered, you didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that to a certain degree. But I thought the characters, they did a really good job with. And it was just a fun show throughout. I think the story behind Lost is one of my favorite TV <laughs> stories of all time. What's the story behind Lost? Well, just because... So first of all, everybody thinks of it as a J.J. Abrams show. Right. Which is completely unfair. No. It's not. It's actually... So J.J. was doing Alias, and it was very successful. And the studio came to him and said, we have... I think it was like the head of the studio that had the idea mm-hmm. for the show. Oh. Like, we have this idea of a show about a plane crash on a tropical yeah. island and we want you to do it. And so <laughs> JJ's like, I don't want to do that. That sounds stupid. <laughs> and so he, uh, he called in Damon Lindelof mm-hmm. who he'd met a couple times before. And Damon was working on, uh, crossing Jordan. I think it was okay. at the time. And he was desperate to work with JJ Abrams. Uh, he wanted to work with JJ Abrams so bad. And so, um, he wanted to work on alias. So he got a call from his agent and they were like, okay, pull over. JJ Abrams wants to meet you. He's going to call you <laughs> or no, I think they called him in to meet him. He's like, so we got you a meeting with JJ Abrams, but here's the catch. It's not about alias. <laughs> it's about some other dumb plane crash show. That's being forced on him that he doesn't want to do. <laughs> so, that's funny. So Damon Lindelof went in, they met, he gave Damon Lindelof the show and Damon Lindelof is like, what the hell do I do with this? Yeah. So he called in Carlton Cuse, who is a journeyman guy in television. He'd been doing shows for years. So it's kind of like Lost is like the greatest example of just pulling crap out of thin air yeah. and turning it into a TV show. <laughs> and that awesome. pilot was like one of the most expensive oh, pilots ever. Yeah, saw. and it's awesome. Just it's a really good pilot. The first three seasons of that. So I'd be many sur- questions. So be- many questions. <laughs> no answers. <laughs> season, what is it? Season three of that show would be worthy of being on the season. It's not on my list, but mm-hmm. for the Patreon account, that's a great season. It lost is an honorable mention for me. Yeah. All right, let's get into our top five. Freddie, what's your number five? Vikings on History Channel. Vikings. Which is, you could say that it's maybe not a geek film, but I would say that it's like there's fantasy elements to it. Oh, I agree. Very much so. Solidly so. Yeah. It's very much so fictionalized. There's like so so many of the characters from that show are like in totally different time periods. It's like they're just like a hundred years separated and you're just like, well, (laughs) there we go. But it it tells this well done cohesive story. Um, And it is something that's like 
well, you know, let's let's have a show that we can have compete with Game of Thrones and be in the off season and just yeah. like, you know, balance it out. But it's it's And the teenagers can watch. And, <laughs> yeah. For yeah. for me, I I am twenty five percent Swedish, like in my ancestry. Oh, no way. So for me it's like there's, there's, there's my past. These, these are like what my ancestors would have believed in, even though it's fictionalized. But still, it's like, man, that, that show's really metal. It's so funny you say that because uh, my wife is um, part Nor- Norwegian, mm-hmm. quite a bit Norwegian, and she loves that show. Yeah, and I watch just, it, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but she loves it. Oh, She's super into it. Yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes, though, because now it's like with his sons and everything else. and just Oh, oh man. <laughs> with Ragnar Lothbrok. What do you think, Daryl? What's your number five? I'm realizing that I need my number five to prove that I watch current television. <laughs> As I look at the rest of my list, I'm like, oh, man, it's all old stuff. Oh, no. Uh, Stranger oh. Things is number five. Yay. Stranger Things. Strange things are happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what every, every time I watch that, I'm like, that's Down what Engineer Freddy on the vocals. I I, like that. With Stranger Things, I feel like I'm watching a movie. Yes. With every single episode. Like, it's oh. that well done. It is. Yeah. It, it's on my list. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's, yeah. it's yep. It's awesome. We're, we're getting to it. Is it on your list, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Save it. It's on our lists. Uh, my number five is The Punisher. Ooh. Really? Yeah. The Punisher is a very joyless ride. I was just about yeah. to say, I thought you said it was joyless. It is super joyless. But they do a really good job of playing out the horrible nature of violence and revenge. Mm-hmm. There's a few moments where they... You like to suffer through your television, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> At times, yes, I do. Actually, yes, I do quite a bit, yeah. I like, I like it when people take a very realistic look at the world, and then we have moments of redemption, like, uh, just in, in between. Um, I really like that. So that's, that's why I really wanted to like Logan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really wanted to like that because of that reason, but... Yeah. So Punisher, you won't have any, you won't have much fun, but no. it's a good show. <laughs> Jay only watches things that he cannot in good conscience recommend to other people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's kind of true based on the rest of my top five. All right, we're getting into number fours now. Freddy. Westworld. Oh, really? So, so for me, one of the things with, with Westworld is I got interested by some of the trailers and the idea of it being, it's like Jurassic Park, but with robots and the Terminator and stuff like that. <laughs> and then having the Nolans work on it, too, was kind of like, oh, I, I think I got to see this. And for me, like HBO, like Game of Thrones stuff has always been a barrier where it's just like the violence and the nudity has always been like, I Too much. don't necessarily want to get into that. Yeah. But um, with Westworld, is it has this interesting aspect of like, a horrifying, like, objectification to everything. Mm. How it's like everything is objectified and everything is just kind of terrible for these, you know, the mistreatment of essentially what what these humans consider as property. And everyone, every human being on the show is terrible. Like, that's kind of how it works. Is <laughs> the humans are just terrible people in, like, an archetypal, like, sin. Yeah. Um, and then these robots are essentially innocent. They don't know what's happening to them. They're just slaves. And... Now, you know, they have all these questions and all this, you know, mysterious stuff going on in the show. Um, and it's just all is just a thread getting pulled together and it ends up turning to something wonderful in the end. Like and season just, two is going on right now. Is that correct? It's happening right now. They've only had the first two episodes. And okay. so far, it's, it's to me, it's almost like you had Jurassic Park and now it's like the Lost World. 
which is <laughs> looking kind of how uh, uh, it's it's where it's kind of going in that direction. But at the same time, again, it's having this aspect of mystery and things don't seem right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I I have in some of my shows here on the list too is like where it's like you know almost an alternate reality or something is twisted. You yeah. know, you you can always feel that something is going to be pulled from out under you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you might think you you know where it's going, but it's not going that way. I watched several of the episodes from the first season and mm-hmm. liked it a lot. Yeah, but. I just couldn't keep up with it, and yeah. I had other shows to watch, and I mm-hmm. kind of just dropped out of it. So I kind of wish I it's, had stuck with it. Yeah, and it, for me, it's something where it's like you almost with this show, it's something that you do want to almost watch it as like a movie, where it's like you want to watch it straight through. You almost want to binge watch it or like watch multiple episodes at a time because if you watch it with a massive gap in between or as the season's unfolding, you piece together the plot. Uh, you can actually like there's enough clues hinted at it in it that you can figure out what's going on yeah um but even with season two they're doing doing a good job of like what you thought was going on in season one may not be what's going on at all oh that's cool oh it's so that twisting your mind and i like that manipulation yeah i like it daryl what's your number four my number four is fringe there we go there i think fringe deserves to be way higher than you guys had it i love (laughs) fringe what, what about Fringe do you love? Uh, first of all, fantastic characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love those characters. Walter is a fantastic Walter character. Walter is fascinating. Yeah. He is completely fascinating. Fascinating? The, <laughs> the when maddest he doesn't character. Eat, when yeah. he doesn't eat, he's the fascinating. The character. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. But Olivia is awesome. I mean, I, yeah. it's just a fantastic show. And I love how brave it is. Mm-hmm. I really like it when a show has the guts to completely destroy its premise and turn it on its head, <laughs> yeah. yep. which Fringe did. Yep. And Alias did the same thing. I didn't mention that earlier, but in season two, I think it was, of Alias, the whole thing about Alias was that they were double agents, right? Yeah. And they blew that out of the water and just made them normal agents uh, by, like, the second or third season. Oh, that's cool. And it was fascinating. And Fringe is the same thing. Like, Fringe was about one thing, and then... Boom! Oh, there's two universes now. It's about that, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. And it was it's about so that the rest cool. of the way through the show. Yeah, I thought Fringe handled. I thought it was like people will talk about X Files. You mentioned X Files. Yeah, Fringe was a superior X Files in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I think now that I think about it, I think it was a beautiful marriage of episodic and serialized television. Yeah, I agree with that. Because yeah. it had a serialized nature to it, mm-hmm. but it also had this thing where because of the whole fringe science aspect, you never knew what they would throw <laughs> at you. And, you and they were very creative about it. So back in the day, my family used to actually do a thing where we would have TV show night and we'd invite over a bunch of friends. Yeah, I went to some of them. Yeah, you went to some of them. Yeah. And we'd have pizza or like, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ice cream Chinese was the main food. attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the ones that I went to, yeah. And we watched, uh, we used to watch Survivor, then we got tired of Survivor. So we <laughs> l- looked for more shows to do because we really liked having people over. And Fringe was one of the ones that we That's landed on. That's what I came on. to. And uh, it was really fun to watch Fringe with other people and just be like, yeah. what is going on in the show? <laughs> like, it was cool. Get your mind blown every <laughs> single week. <laughs> exactly. So I, 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 I have a special place in my heart for Fringe because I like the people coming over. Yep. Um, my number four is Battlestar Galactica. The, the new, new one. The new one. Um, really enjoyed the new one. I think between you and Brian Barbary, who I'm sure does not listen to this show, um, <laughs> between the two If he of knew you guys, we were talking about Battlestar, he'd listen. He would listen, I know. Yeah. Uh, you guys turned me on to the show and uh, watched it all the way through, then 
told Jessica she needed to watch it and then watch it all the way through again with Jessica. In <laughs> um, some some shows, you know, they do that, like, the kind of... I'm not going to spoil it for people, but the ending of that show is sort of this, like, look what we did. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no way. And But, it like, it works. Mm-hmm. I think it works. So I like the ending of that show, too. So it worked out for yeah. that, what they were trying to accomplish. Have you seen this, the new Battlestar? I, I watched it all the way through... Don't think if I watched the last season completely. I don't know, but I, I watched it all the way through, and I kind of dropped a little bit off at the okay, end there. Okay, but um, I mostly watched all of it, and I I like it a lot, but I did not make my list unfortunately. There were some, so along the way they're revealing. I don't want to spoil it too much. They're revealing some characters who you thought were something else that yep. aren't, and there's yeah. a number of them. And mm-hmm. then at some point, you know how many there are, and as they reveal yeah. them, you're like. What? Yeah, Who yeah. is this now? This is insane. All at once with one of the most, one of the bravest soundtrack choices ever. Yeah, that was that was. Cool. When, when they stopped doing that in the show and it had been completed, that's when I started to like. I was yeah. like, oh, and it, the mystery's over. Okay, yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm gone. I'll have I can more. See that. I'll have more things to say about that show. Okay, <laughs> and we're gonna go into now. Before we hit our top three, we're gonna go straight into our honorable mentions. So, Freddie, what are some of your honorable mentions? So, Game of Thrones. Oh, honorable mention? Yeah, that's an honorable mention. Did not make my list, mostly because I just did not list. watch... I had not watched a whole bunch of the seasons. I had only watched the mm. recent two, okay. which were a lot less and heavy on the nudity and violence, more on the, let's do Lord of the Rings on television, yeah, with just yeah. crazy dragons and ice zombies, because we know how that's going to end. <laughs> um, and then I have Black Mirror. Okay. Um, and also The Terror, which I'm currently watching and waiting oh, to see good? how that ends. Oh, I love it so much. I want to watch it. It is it is brutal, but is it's my first dip into fantasy. Or not fantasy, uh, horror. Horror, So yeah. it's my first, you know, I'm dipping my toe a little bit into horror and just seeing how that goes for me. And, yeah. man, I, I do love the Arctic aspect of it. And like just this I keep seeing wasteland. previews for that while watching they The Walking had, Dead, and I'm uh, like, oh, man. looks good. They had an experience at uh, WonderCon where I think they went and locked people into like uh, like a shipping container. Oh, man. And then they had, I don't know if they had, like, frozen bodies or, like, the mi- the monster, the ice monster in there with them, but it's just... Mm. It's... that The show is madness. It's it's just... It's great and interesting to see just... You're like, there's these moments of hope and joy and then it's like, and everything comes crashing down. So what else is on your honorable mentions? Um, that is it. Just all of those oh, three okay. shows. That was it. And then I kind of had um, Battlestar Galactic on there, but that was... Okay, cool. Daryl, what are your fans. honorable mentions? So some of mine continue to make me seem old. <laughs> 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 so I do have the X Files as an honorable mention. Okay, um, the Love Boat, the Love Boat, <laughs> <laughs> the Love Boat of Sci-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, I have Smallville. I have a very soft place Aww. in my heart for Smallville. Here yeah. we go. Okay. Um, uh, Dark Angel. Have you ever heard of Dark Angel? No. no. It's where Jessica Alba got her start. Oh, So it yes. was this sci-fi show about her being like this enhanced human who was part of this experiment, and then yep. she escaped. And I remember that. It was a cool show. Uh, the Flash. I really ah, like The Flash, but sure. I, it's really suffered the past couple of years, yes. I think. If you had gone back a couple of years and said it, it would be in your top ten, huh? For sure. Yeah. First two seasons, absolutely. Every yeah. season now, it's always a speedster. Yeah. The villain's always a speedster. It feels like the same show over and over yeah, again. It's it becoming does. The Walking Dead, except it's not All the of those shows feel that way to me. I 
I used to like that used to appointment television for me was watching all of the CW superhero uh, shows. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And sure. now I think I'm a good ten to twelve episodes behind on all of them. Yeah. I just haven't bothered. Don't care as much, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll go back and watch them all on Netflix or something. Yeah, but I, I dropped off after a little bit. I was just like, and it's starting to become repetitive, and it seems like they yeah. they just can't. If they had the rights to do like Justice Justice League or like have Batman and stuff yeah. like that on the small screen. It's like you have Superman on that, like, Supergirl show or whatever. Why can't yeah. you bring him over to everybody I else? Know. Like, just... Uh, um, just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on my list. Daredevil I have. Okay. Um, if I'm going to do honorable mentions for sci-fi, I got to go all the way back to the beginning yeah. and give Whoa. a shout-out to The Twilight Zone. Yeah, Because The Twilight Zone is glorious. Uh, I love The Twilight course. Zone. Yeah, of course. It's, it's awesome. got to be on there. And then Fear the Walking Dead I'm getting into now. I'm really enjoying that. Okay. And the last one I'll throw out is super geeky and specific. It, I, you guys may not have ever even heard of it, but V? No. <laughs> they, did a, they did a remake of it a few years ago that wasn't nearly as good, but it was in the 80s, and it, was bas- it started out as a TV movie, and then I think they had a TV miniseries. Okay. And then they turned it into an ongoing series. Okay. And it was basically just about this race of aliens that came to our planet and said, we come in peace. And I know. But they turned out to have they're like lizard people underneath their skin. I know exactly what you're talking about now. It's kind of like cheesy uh, as heck, but it was super fun. What was it? Enemy mine or whatever it was. Kind of like that kind of concept. Eh, Sort of. Yeah. Well, no. Enemy mine. You're thinking of Alien Nation? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's way back. It's old and cheesy and lame, but. It was super fun. <laughs> I should have put I should have put Sequest DSV on my list. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was also cheesy and lame, but yeah, it was total fun. sci-fi though. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Lost, I had on as an honorable mention too. Lost, oh, yeah, almost Lost made my should list. have been on my Kay. list too. On my list, I know one of my honorable mentions has got to be still coming in your top three, so I'm not even going to mention it <laughs> until you say it. Um, but I had uh, Luke Cage. Yep, Luke Cage is a really good show. Not, I don't think as high a quality as Jessica Jones or another show that's on my list, but really good quality. Um, you guys probably have never heard of this show. It showed up on Netflix, and I looked at Jessica, and I'm like, we should watch this as a joke. And we started watching it, and we freaking loved it. And it was called The Quest. And it was a reality show that was like you put 10 people in the world of Lord of the Rings. Whoa. And you had like all of these quests <laughs> and they had like, now you must defeat this. And they had these characters would be been? dressed up as these oh my like, like evil oh my characters goodness. that they'd have to fight and stuff. Whoa. Dude, it was Whoa. fantastic. It's cheesy. It's still there though, right? But it's, I, I hope it's still there. I hope it's, I'm I hope that they do now. a season two of it because we watched the whole thing. Oh, and we're like, man. this is awesome. It's like Survivor meets Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's really great. Go look it up. Uh, <laughs> I have the Defenders on there, which is basically Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. The Avengers on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, and then I have, uh, I can't even mention The Walking Dead on my honorable mentions anymore, but oh. I really did like the earlier earlier seasons. And then finally, um, a show that Daryl turned me on to that is surprising because I do believe that it does qualify as geek. It is very theological and philosophical but it is a comedy and it is called The Good Place uh, uh, yes. it is very funny um, it's great now granted I haven't seen as much of it as you've seen I haven't seen any of season two 
Oh, okay. Season yeah. two is fantastic. It just keeps staying awesome. It's pretty great. Keeps staying awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I have one more honorable mention, but I'm pretty sure Daryl's going to talk about it in the next three. So let's jump into the top three. Freddie, what's your number three? Number three, The Twilight Zone. Hey. Oh, yeah. nice. so, so for me, it's a little bit more relevant probably because of the Tower of Terror at California yeah. Adventure yeah, and, yeah. and having ridden that for several years. Just just that whole theme and that experience of getting it, you know, and with the ride and with the show, it's, you know, it's that atmosphere that every time you, you watch an episode of The Twilight Zone, you put it on is like, you don't yeah. know where you're going to go, but it's things are going to get weird. But it yeah. all has this cohesive, like it feels like it's in one world. And lots of really groundbreaking storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff like yeah. movies upon movies and TV shows upon TV shows have been built on Twilight Zone concepts. That's I true. Mean, it's just it's interesting because they're trying to bring it back again with, I think, the guy from uh, Get Out um, oh. directing it. I believe he's the one who's supposed Jordan to be Peele. rebooting Yeah, Jordan Peele is supposed to be uh, rebooting it. Um, mm. But it's something where they haven't really, you know, you, you might have the fringe getting close there to, for me, but Twilight, Twilight Zone's still the best. Like, no one can beat that. Yeah. It's a classic like, for sure. Yes. What oh, you see so behind me is a maintenance service elevator. elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for you. <laughs> Waiting for you. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so sad that we don't have that ride anymore in Disney oh, California. I, I need to go to Florida to experience theirs because you get to go through the fifth dimension. But it won't be, it will no longer be branded that way. Well... We'll see. It's still branded Twilight. It's still branded Twilight Zone. And, you know, maybe this much by CBS. They're and then we'll have Star it. Trek in yeah. the park and Star Wars at the same time. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I think Tomorrow the Guardians Trek, ride physically is more fun. It's yeah. more thrilling physically. It's more fun. Mm-hmm. But I I liked the Twilight Zone branding better yeah. than the Guardians branding. I did too. See, yeah. see where Guardians got close enough for me is when they did After Dark for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Where all of a sudden it. there's just creatures in the walls. Yeah. And all the cast members are wearing, like, these... Um, like almost like, not like kind of like a smock or something like that that had like blood on it and stuff yeah. like that. And you're mm. like, oh, things are getting terrifying and <laughs> terrifying and dark. Um, there's uh, it might I don't know, but Disney parks might end up getting a little bit towards like doing things on Halloween like mazes mm. and stuff like that or doing like oh that'd um, be cool escape rooms or something like that in the future. We'll escape see. rooms would be awesome. They they have one over in Hong Kong I believe. Oh, that's cool. And it's not really like that dark or whatever it is, but they're starting to get towards that and being able to compete. But with Disney's tech, oof. That'd be awesome. And then the wall started to move. <laughs> yeah. Daryl, number three? My number three is Battlestar Galactica, the uh, remake. There we go. Um, I was super excited and super trepidatious. Yeah. Is that how you say that word? Yeah. Trepidatious. Trepidatious. When I saw that that was coming out, because I'm like, awesome, more Battlestar Galactica stories. I've been waiting for this for 30 years, yeah. you know? And then, um, but... A lot of changes, like Starbuck became a woman, and yeah. they were making some severe changes to it. Apollo and is a Brit with uh, no sleeves ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember watching the the so the first one. The was it a miniseries or a TV? I think it was just a TV movie they did to start it off. Mm. And I I watched. I'm like, I desperately hope that this gets greenlit because this is so good. Yeah. And then when it did, I mean, it's just, I loved watching it. I thought it was always surprising. Like they took it in directions I wouldn't have expected, but that made a lot of sense. It's great. And there was only one bit of it that I thought was drudgy. I didn't enjoy all of the Starbuck Apollo romance, like trying love triangle stuff. I'm like, this is just, 
boring. Like, let's get away from it and go back to Cylons. But <laughs> there were so many characters in that show, too, that you just started to hate. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they kind of switched it on you, and then you started to like them. And other characters that you really liked, you started to hate. Yeah. I mean, they did that really artfully. But they did really well at deepening their characters. Yes. So yes. it's a great show. Edward James almost. I'm just and, tired of Cylons. <laughs> and a testament to how good it is is yeah. they keep doing stuff. So they did the plan. They did Caprica. Yeah. They did another thing that was mostly online. And every single time they've done something, I've given it a shot and watched it because I'm like, I want it to be as good as Battlestar Galactic is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of them ever were, but yeah, yeah. I want them to be. They're currently working on a reboot that's not from sci-fi. That's like someone else has the rights to actually make a movie series. Yeah. Of them. That's Which so could we'll be see cool. what happens. All right. So I think that my number three might be your number two because you have not mm. mentioned it yet. Stranger Things. You don't know. That was my number five. Oh, he doesn't pay attention five. to anything yeah. I say, man. He's in his own little world. You know, he's, he's got his own little list. It's all right. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Justin Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Remember back. that guy, Daryl? He has the craziest <laughs> lists. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my number five. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my, it's my number two. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my number three. We're showing number three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my number three. Uh, I love Stranger Things. I think that uh, I like season one a little bit better than number two because mm-hmm. I felt like they were dealing with a tighter story in a more story based on discovery as opposed to so you like everything was a reveal and the pacing of it was amazing. The fact that they drew in so many '80s references, but it was still done in such a like a cohesive way that wasn't cheesy was just phenomenal. And the actors in it were. Just fantastic. So I am a big fan of Stranger Things. But that's my number three. Freddie, what's your number right. two? My number two, Mr. Robot. Oh, oh, I've heard good things about Mr. Okay, Robot. Okay, actually, that would be an honorable mention for me. So so Mr. Robot, you know, it, it, I would definitely qualify as a geek film. Yeah. But it still has certain aspects that are maybe, you know, not too, you know, it's definitely a very fictionalized, very on, on borderline sci-fi sometimes. I would say um, that it's almost universe, like... The Matrix, but yep. real. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. very, the, you don't know what's going to happen with reality and things are weird and off the charts all the time. Yeah. Um, but it just messes with your head in like totally. the most delightful way. And you never, yeah, it's like every time that you think, oh, it's getting cohesive and something's wrapping up. And then it's like at the end, it's like, you know, the inception, you know, <laughs> blahs are happening. Yes. And you're just kind of like, oh, no. Everything's fading away and reality's getting strange again. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and now I think it's season three again. So we'll, we'll see. Like they're, I think they just wrapped on that. And so now it's going on. That's but cool. I'm on it's, the it's great. Amazon schedule. So I haven't seen yeah, the like latest one. Yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. But um, yeah, we'll see where it goes because it's just really compelling. The first season I thought was fantastic. Second, second season I'm having a harder time getting into. Wait, you, you need to get through because you get to a certain point. And then it all wraps with okay. a bow, and it's perfect. Perfect. So wait for that moment, and okay. then I think season two makes a lot more sense because it was difficult. You're like, what? Where are they going with this? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Again, they're going to do the whole blonde inception thing, and everything will be great again. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that part. Yep. Daryl, my number two is one I think you were alluding to earlier that I haven't mentioned yet. That oh, really? Your this is your number two? Mentions. Yeah. Oh, what is your number one going to be? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So yeah, number two is Firefly. Yep, that's the there one I thought go. was going to be. Yes, that was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I mean I've talked over and over again about my love for Firefly. Yeah, me and Justin Weaver, actually, who I just pretended to be, um, <laughs> we did an, an episode of this show on. If you were, were going to pretend to be Justin Weaver, first of all, you'd have to be super positive. Yeah, I'm way and, too much of a jerk. And this would, this is what you did to say years ago. <laughs> I was so happy and so excited. I <laughs> love Joss Whedon. <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's my Justin Weaver impersonation. I love Justin. He's amazing. I'd have him on the show every week. He's great. And then oh, he's, man. It, he has such well, a great spirit. Lately, we have had him on the show every week. I know. It's awesome. He's like, he's Bring him back third in. Host. Permanent third host. That's really cool. But yeah, Firefly is just wonderful. That's one of the, I think that's probably the best ensemble I've ever seen on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just it's good. It's a great, fun, but deep, sort of hopeful but dark. It's it's balanced in all the right ways, and it led to one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time, <laughs> Serenity. <laughs> yes, I I, uh, I liked it. It's, you know, Joss is not my number one director of all time, but I think Firefly is his, is his magnum opus. So, yeah, my number two is game of Thrones. There we go. Um, I, so a little bit of a story for you on game of Thrones. I started reading the books. I read two books and I went, these books are literally depressing me. Like I, I, like I was walking around on a daily basis. So I like, hope they make a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to watch the visuals. That's what I like oh in my, my TV. Goodness, no. no, so this is what ha- this is this is the difference, right? So I, I was really reticent to watch it at all. And actually, my, our friend Brian was like, "You got to watch it. It's amazing." I'm like, "Ah, dude, I bought, I read the books. It's so depressing. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it because visuals for me are usually more impactful than yeah. just reading a book is." But here's the thing that I did not realize is that George R.R. R. Martin does such a good job of doing two things in the books that film cannot reproduce. Well, the first is something that he does intentionally. The second one is just it just so happens to come out that way. Um, the first is in the books, you see it from the perspective of the characters. So you are watching their internal process of terrible mm-hmm. things, which makes terrible things even worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The second thing is that, and this is not his intention, but it, it works pretty well. The when the book says, you know, here is a incestuous relationship, <laughs> you don't, you take that at face value and you go, gross. Yeah. What's nice about the show is that you go, that's two actors. Uh, that character is actually twenty four, not twelve. Like, right? Like, so, yeah. so all of a sudden it becomes this thing where it's like, okay, my, my I do not have, to, it doesn't seem as gross yeah. because I can put my adult realizing what's going on filter on it yeah. and it doesn't seem as bad. But the books, there's no filter yeah. that way. It just hits you with it and it's like, that's awful. Yep. So, but I do really, it's really well done. Um, interesting to see how they're going to wrap it up compared to how George R.R. R. Martin's going to wrap up the books. I think it will yeah. be different. But we'll see if he like even it. gets around to wrapping it. Because <laughs> now he's wor- now he's writing a prequel, so uh, just write just write the end of the books, please. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think he's waiting for to see how they finish the TV show, so he can you know. Well, I would have written it different. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So what's your number one, Freddie? Stranger Things. Ah, yeah. there it is. It was my first binge watching experience <laughs> where I I was just like, oh, this looks cool. Watched the first episode, was like, 
oh my goodness, like yeah. <laughs> I know what my night looks like. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. watch it straight through, and it was just the. It is the close. It's the closest thing that you know a twelve. It is a like twelve hour movie or whatever. Yeah. It is. It's like you know you just can't put it down. Yeah. You have to watch it straight through, and it's just so thrilling, and the whole. I, I mean, I, I love Dungeons & Dragons. I, yes. I love the idea of it and a little bit of history behind it. And to have that be, like, your background of, like, what's going on, it's, like, this is tied a little bit more deeper than I thought. It was interesting in <laughs> season two where it's, like, really? Is, like, is this really happening? I don't know. But um, yeah. just in, in, in total, even though season two is a little bit, you know, not as great as season one, not yeah. as great of a start, season one is just so perfect. Perfect. So well paced. It just goes straight through, completes its entire story. You don't even necessarily need to see a t- season two if you don't want to, but <laughs> you watch season one and just it's a masterpiece. Your uh, your your binge watching experience was almost identical to what my wife and I ha- had happened to us. Mm-hmm. We started it on a Saturday night because people kept telling us to watch it, yeah. and we're like, I guess we'll watch it. We don't even really want to. Mm-hmm. We watched the first episode, and we're like. We're gonna watch the second one, right? Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> so we watched the second one. We watched the third one. We watched the fourth one. Now it's like midnight or yeah. later, yeah. and we're like, okay, we can't keep watching, but we literally have to cancel all of our plans tomorrow so that we <laughs> yeah. can finish the series. And that's what we did. We totally oh, did that. Man. It was awesome. It's just, man, it's I can't believe how well done that show is, and I don't so think good. Netflix can ever live up back to that hype. I like, I don't oh, know. It's gonna be tough. Even though they're just about starting season three now. They, and you said something, by the way, that so. I totally agree with. Season one worked so well because mm-hmm. it was grounded in a comparison of the real world to Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And they didn't tie that back together until the Duffer brothers came back in in the final episodes and tried to tie it back in at the end. Yep. And that's when it actually started to work really well again because it was mm-hmm. losing its focus along yep. the way. And I really like that part of it. So the tie to Dungeons and Dragons for that show, I think, is essential. See, I, I believe that, like, in order for that show to... In order for Stranger Things to continue and do well is they have to stick with that allegory. Yes. And, like, I would... If I were them, I would start digging into the little bit of the history there and then compare it to the real world. Have, bring some characters in that you can have, like, an archetype or something like that that's like, here's your rogue or whatever it is. It's like you're actually bringing in characters almost on the game board and everything else. It's just, it's so well done. I totally agree. And there's so, there's great places it can go, and it has a fantastic world that's, like, a little bit fictionalized, but a little, you know, it's close to our world that you can see this having happened in the 80s. Totally. And now we transition into Daryl's number one, (laughs) which we have to guess. So we know that it's not a new show. No. Why, you, do you, why do you know Stranger that? Stranger Things well, is you what said, you said was like the most modern thing yeah. you had or whatever. You talked about, said, like, so damn it. Is <laughs> yeah. this one modern? <laughs> I, uh, no, it's not. Okay, so it's, it's an older show. Older show. It's, I hate admitting that. I'm pretty sure that it's not fantasy, that it's sci-fi. Probably. Uh, off of all the previous Unless it's unless it's comic book, it could be comic book. But I can't think of any older comic book. He already said Smallville was an honorable mention. Honestly, I was surprised. Oh, dude, it's not Lois and Clark, is it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Dean Cain, man, why not? Yeah. Uh, No, it's not Firefly. I thought it would be. I I thought it was gonna be Firefly too. Yeah. So what in the world would it be? I don't know. What is his number one? What is it, Daryl? Can you tell us? Give us a clue. Is it sci-fi or is it comic books? He's dancing. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's more fantasy. It's more wow. 
Okay. What? <laughs> we don't. It's more fantasy. I don't know what it is. It's not like Game either. of Thrones fantasy. Okay. But. You know, just I have no idea what. What is it? What is the top show? I'll, I'll give you fantasy? another hint. Yeah. In my opinion, it's the best live action Batman show we've seen on television. <laughs> but it's not a Batman show. <laughs> it's not Gotham. No. Okay, I hate is. Gotham. That's bold statement, what but I it? really don't like Gotham. Supernatural? I don't know. What? The best <laughs> Batman show we've ever seen? But it's, it's, not a good, it's not a good hint. Like, it's not going to get you there. Okay. Let's hear it. I'll give you Let's one hear. more hint. Yeah. I actually did say the name of it at some point during this podcast. You did? Yes. Oh, man. I have no clue. What, give, me the, give me the actor or actress. Well, that'll give it away for sure. Oh, well. Yeah, definitely. I think you should just reveal it at this point. I, I yeah, just go for it. Anything, what is man? it? Angel. Oh. oh. Is that a Joss Whedon show? It yeah, is. it actually is a it spin-off is. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what I, well, I knew that part of it, but I didn't know if he consistently directed it and he was the showrunner on it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he didn't okay. direct every episode, but yeah, so I say it's the best Batman show ever on television because it really was Batman. It's this dark figure, mm. you know, doing good, helping people, yeah. you know, being a vigilante. And it was, it took all of the goodness of Buffy, which was the, the great ensemble cast, the good character development, the cool approach to vampires and stuff like that. Yeah. But it took away all of the high school kitschiness that came along with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. And it was just a more grown-up show. Yeah. And to me, Angel is an infinitely more interesting character than Buffy ever was. Just this idea of a vampire with a soul. So, Because in the Buffy universe, the vampires are just completely evil. Yeah. They're as evil as it comes. But because they they have no souls. Yeah. But Angel was cursed and given his soul back. So that he has to remember everything he did as the worst vampire in history and feel the guilt of that and desperately try and redeem himself hmm. and do good. Did you see the video that they just came out with from Network 1901 about redeeming Kylo Ren like one of the no. characters from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, not yet. Interesting. It, do they talk what, about Angel? No. What's the, what's the guy's name? They might. He might. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it yet. Dale did it, I think. It was what's the character that uh, falls in love with Buffy, but he's a total dirtbag. Oh, I did see part of that. He's talking oh, okay. about Spike. Spike, yes. Yeah. So the same thing happened to Spike. Spike actually got his soul back too. Hmm. Um, but he fell in love with Buffy before he got his soul back. Yeah. But Spike, Spike actually showed up on Angel as a regular character in season five. Ah. Uh. But I loved that show when that spinoff happened. When I heard it was happening, I was so excited. And it just lived up to everything for me. And it's been my favorite my favorite uh, drama TV show ever That's since. That's cool. All right, so do you want to guess my number one? Uh, it, has already, it has already been mentioned. Is it Daredevil? It is Daredevil. <laughs> I love Daredevil. I think Daredevil is a fantastic show. I think that... Um, I love the fact that it deals it delves heavily into philosophy and even mm-hmm. at times uh, theology. Yeah, um, I love. I, I I prefer season one, but I think season two is still great in the fact that they bring in the Punisher and have the them yeah. two clash. Those worldviews clashing is um, 
is really great. And I think the Punisher works better in Daredevil than it he did in his own show, actually. Because mm-hmm. um, he needs somebody to kind of butt yeah. up against who has a different perspective. So I just, I really, really, really enjoyed that show. The acting is phenomenal, and uh, it's my number one. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Top 10 geek TV shows. If we missed any... Shoot us an email at thestorygeeks.com or go onto our Facebook group and tell us we're completely off our rockers for not not getting the uh, the show that you love in there. We how many, how we, many messages do you think we're going to get simply based on the fact that right now, for the very first time in the podcast, I'm going to say Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get a ton of Doctor Who yep. fans that are like <laughs> yeah. just like pissed off. Sorry. We're also going to get Star Trek fans because so Freddie brought in Discovery. Yep. But besides that, we didn't talk about Next Generation. No, nope. yeah. we didn't talk about the original series. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jim's going to be pissed at us because th- he, this was what this episode was one of his ideas. Yeah, and oh, I know no. for a fact that he is a big Star Trek and Doctor Who fan. Oh yeah, he's he's going to have to come Man. in with his list. He's going to have to give us his list. Yep, yep. So yeah, he's going to have to drop it down there because we we don't have that knowledge. <laughs> no, we do not. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and close out the show. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember, Patreon. We're gonna film a Patreon or film. We're gonna record. <laughs> we're gonna record a Patreon, uh, and and we Patreon is a great way just to support us. It it allows us to keep growing the show. Um, it allows us to get more resources to to do more things. So please support us on Patreon. But if you do that, we love it when you do that. And if you do that. You get access to additional content. That's right. So we're going to record uh, best seasons of television, of geek mm-hmm. shows. Um, single seasons, not entire se- things. Like I said, I didn't. Even, I have a show that didn't even make my honorable mentions that shows up there. So if you want to see that, mm-hmm. there's my plug. Um, in the meantime, uh, make sure you leave us a comment on the blog or wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, make sure you uh, leave us an iTunes review if you haven't done that yet. We really appreciate it when you guys do that. What else can they do, Daryl? Well, if you want to reach Professor X levels of influence, as we like to say, (laughs) tell your friends about this show. Let them know about the podcast. Let them know about the live shows. And help us spread the word so we can have discussions with more and more people. Yeah. And for more content, you can go check out www.thestorygeeks.com. That will actually take you to our blog, our brand new blog. You should check it out if you haven't seen it yet. They both take you there. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, it's really cool. Lots of cool stuff out there. You can leave us comments on there as well. And as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories. And always seek the truth. 